Welcome to TLDL, Too Long Didn't Listen, where we summarise the best bits of our episodes in 15 minutes or less. On this episode of TLDL, we've taken a snippet from our most recent webinar, The Emergence of Connected Vehicles, Applications in the Transport Space. In this segment, our panellists tell us what they're most excited about for the future of connected vehicles. To leave it on a a very positive note, because I know sometimes talking about road safety can get a little bit grim, uh, I wanted to kind of get get us all really excited about the future. So given your different experiences and your respective fields, what other technologies or or innovations do you believe will become more prominent in the traffic industry? Uh, Which ones are your favourite, I think, is the most important question. Uh, And how do you think we'll get there? So I might start with Edmund. Um. I guess it's like, you know, I, I was, you know, size project, we um, work in parks um, and um, the, the key objective is talking about like, you know, all the, um, you know, deficiencies of the freight movement. So they, they decided a lot of like, you know, two new type of vehicles that they will be using in that area. And what they concern a lot is about like, you know, is all the safety and the efficiencies. So I, I would envisage to see that like, you know, um, I think the self-driving trucks, all right, will be will be moving to that direction. Um, so um, obviously, like you know, I think it's, it has been started yet, but um, my understanding is not fully been you know implemented. Um, you know, autonomous trucks will be definitely be more safer and more fuel efficient in here. People will feel a bit like you know um, you know uneasy when they're just driving on a highway. All right. And you know, increasing the safety, like you know, when people driving a long long distance, like, you know, that's pretty much will be you know creates a bit more you know improve for the efficiencies and um, that would help them to be stay on the lane, you know, never change the speed, you know, in a different way. Um, you know, they don't, they don't need to concern about like, you know, waving in and out of the traffic, you know, Texas drive or eat and, you know, drunk as well. And, um, and the other things that I would um, think that like you know, these, you know, self-driving trucks will be important to the freight industry is, um, you know, a lot of the drivers, they have the issues that they need to have a long travel a long driving time, they will struggle against the sleep. And um, this will be able to improve a lot of this as well. And um, again, like, you know, um, a lot of the like, you know, GPS, you know, system that they will be able to track for all the movement um, is all about the efficiencies. Because these days when we're talking about that, you know, as said, it's not only talking about the track time, it's talking about all the safety and all the carbon emissions as well. So um, I know that like, you know, um, the, you know, the, the, the government has been spending a bit of time like, you know, on these technologies, how they will be able to be implemented, like, you know, starting in our, in our regional area. So um, look like, you know, I will, I will envisage that that will be part of the important journey, you know, in our next stage. Definitely. Um, Sam, what are you most excited about? Flying cars. Very true. Like Jetson style? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did see, though, that Uber started to divest in their drone helicopter model, but who knows? Uh, who knows where that's going? But, uh, yeah, flying cars, why not? Cavs are, cavs are old. They're boring now. Let's move on. Okay, cool. So our next webinar will be on flying cars. Good to note. Uh, David, what about you? 
Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, maybe I'll approach it a little bit more seriously than Sam, but I'm, um, I'm obviously most excited about the, the prospect in the next 30 years of getting to zero um, deaths in particular and, and hopefully serious injury as well on the roads. It's a, a hugely ambitious goal, but I think if, if we have a really aspirational goal like that, it means we, we have the mindset of, of knowing that we have to do more than just incremental improvements to get there. So and I thought um, because I'm um, having PhD students is such an important thing at MUARC and, and in, they're, they're some of the, they're the, probably the researchers that are looking the most at some of these things that, um, that we don't need, you don't need um, specific funding from a, from a, um, from a, either a government or a commercial entity in order to carry out PhD research. So you can be a little more free in your thinking, but um, two of our PhD students, I just want to briefly highlight some of their work. Um, the first is Sajani Pieris. She's investigating the compatibility between Australian roads and driving conditions and some of the advanced driver assistance technologies. And this goes back to what we've been talking about during this session today. The car buying consumer assumes that ADAS and even semi, and of course semi and fully automated vehicles when they come along will be able to handle all road conditions without faltering. Now we know that's going to be an extremely um, ambitious target. And, and the road environment across Australia varies enormously in both build standard and maintenance condition. And Sajani's research is focused on assessing the readiness of Australian roads for the deployment of three technologies, lane keep assist, automatic, uh, automatic emergency braking and intelligent speed assist. She's recently published a paper which I'm um, just looking at Victorian roads and she found that nearly three quarters, I think 73% of sub-arterial roads are missing the delineation required for lane keep assist. So it doesn't matter how many vehicles you've got with the technology, only 25% of the roads even have, um, have the capability of, um, of the lane keep assist systems to work. Only 65% of adequate speed signage for the, for the optical speed recognition systems. So her work, when it's completed in another year or so, will help to estimate the potential benefits of ADAS technologies and also to do direct supporting infrastructure investment. The other student I have, and, and this is an exciting one as well, is um, Inia Aralarasu. What she's doing is aiming to model the road trauma reductions available from the permeation of semi and fully automated light vehicles into the Australian fleet. She's proposing to identify several different take-up technology scenarios and combine these with the potential benefits of the, of the various component technologies of, um, of semi and fully automated vehicles against the various crash types and simulate the fatality and serious injury reductions over the next 20 to 30 years. So what she'll be doing is really is pioneering um, making some pretty concrete estimates of, um, of how we can expect the benefits of semi and fully automated vehicles to permeate through the fleet and to help get us towards those, that, those reductions that will hopefully get us towards zero by 2050. The clip that you just listened to featured three speakers, Sam Gray from Transurban, Dr. David Logan from the Monash University Accident and Research Centre, and Edmund Chung from ASON Group. If you'd like more information about any of these speakers or our most recent webinar, you can visit the Compass IoT website, which is compassiot.com.au. Until next episode.